Welcome, beautiful soul, to the Stars Are Calling You podcast. I'm Danielle Lantieri, an ITA energy medicine practitioner, intuitive empath, and spiritual writer, here to bridge the gap between science and spirituality. In this space, we deep dive every week into topics designed to help you awaken, align, self-heal, and transform. I believe the stars have called you to this podcast for a reason. Let's dive in and find out why. Hello, my beautiful friend. Welcome or welcome back. Now, today's episode is really impromptu. I had a different idea for this week, something that I was really excited about, but I woke up this morning and I could not stop thinking about this segment of my life and all that it taught me, and I felt really inspired to wake up, grab the mic, and start recording and start sharing about my experience of dropping out of NYU and my experience with embodying my truth and following my path. Standing in your true nature and going after your big goals or going away from the standard quo, all of those things take so much courage. And if you're someone who isn't really sure where you're going in life and you haven't quite figured out your path or maybe you have, but you have no idea how you can actually go down it, how you can achieve the big things you want to achieve, then this episode is for you. Not only is it a story of me sharing my own experience and the lessons I've learned through it, but it is also a reminder and it is also evidence to you that it is possible and that you are meant for so many big epic things. You are meant for so much more than what you are limiting yourself into. And so I want to start off by saying that I am not bashing NYU in any way, but this story is a testament to the power of embodying your truth and aligning with your path. So no hate against NYU. I still think it was a great school and I really loved my time there. Actually, NYU was my dream school ever since I stepped inside Washington Square Park when I was 12. NYU has the city as its campus. It has so much art and culture and diversity. And I love that when you step outside the dorm, you're in the heart of the Greenwich Village. And I knew that I didn't want a campus to go to college to. I knew I didn't want to be too far from home. And NYU was also so great for my intended major at the time. So I fell head over heels in love with NYU and did all that I could to get there. And it happened quite easily. My acceptance was super smooth. I didn't experience any hiccups. It felt really aligned. And I know in my soul that I was meant to go to NYU. I thought for four years, but it really was only that one year I was supposed to be there. The people I were meant to meet, the experiences I was meant to have to lead me to exactly where I am today. And I have so much gratitude for that experience. And I look back on those memories with so much, so much fondness. So my intended major at the time was journalism and environmental studies. And the way I came up against that is I love to write. I love to help the world. And so I thought, how can I use my writing to serve the world? And I've always been so passionate about environmental safety and doing your part to make sure that the earth is taken care of. So that is what I thought was my purpose, being an environmental journalist. And I mean, who really knows what you're meant to do at 18? Maybe some people do. I believe that in our heart of hearts, we all know, but 
at that age when we have so much exploration and so many lessons to learn, it's really challenging to choose. It's also really challenging to decipher your own truth in order to make that decision. But that could be an entire topic for another day. So back to what I was saying. I really enjoyed my major. I thought it was fun. Except I hated the journalism aspect, and that's kind of important. I realized when I was taking my journalism class that it just was not the lifestyle that I felt called to. I was imagining myself in that role, and I was like, hell no. But I was still there, I was still learning, and I learned the most outside of my classes, actually. My first year there was epic. I, I underwent so much growth, so much evolution. I learned so many lessons. I experienced true sisterhood for the first time. I mean, I have a sister and she's the most epic person, but as far as female friendships, I feel like I really healed that female friendship wound from my past lives and past experiences. And it was so beautiful. Those those girls that I met, they are they are my soul sisters where it counts, even though I don't see them every day anymore. They will always hold the absolute biggest, biggest space in my development, and I owe them so much gratitude for what they taught me. So now, the reason why I grew so much in that short amount of time is A, I was away from my hometown. I was away from all of my habits and all of the things that were programmed into me. Also, I was in the middle of Manhattan. I had to grow up fast. I was 18, living alone in New York City. I had to figure stuff out, and I had to figure it out at rapid speed. And I also experienced a lot of growing pains from that growth. You see, I went into NYU anorexic, and I had absolutely no idea. I mean, I think all people that suffer from mental illness have some form of awareness, but it was very small. And it was through being there that I realized that what I was doing was so unhealthy. It was hindering my happiness, and it was hindering my growth. It was hindering my ability to have experiences that I really wanted to experience. And so when I came to this conclusion, when I was given this clarity of thought of, oh my gosh, I'm destroying my body. I also came up against the really tough choice to seek help and to get better. And so my first semester was the unfolding of that awareness and also the execution of my recovery. And with that came a lot of side effects, all of it good, all of it good in the end. But man, was it hard. I was coming up against all of the programming into my disorder, the reasons why I decided to starve myself as a coping mechanism. And it was a lot. And I did reach out to my friends and I did allow them to support me. And that made me trust my female friendships so, so much more. Before NYU, I had this belief that I just wasn't worthy of friendship. And that's so false. It's so silly. I can't even believe I thought that. But that's what I did. And I created the most amazing friend group. These individuals are so supportive, so wise, so adventurous. And they really helped me to shine my authentic light. I had people say things about my personality or say, oh, well, you're blank. And in my head, I was like, what? Why would you think that? Like no one else has ever thought that before. But then when I reflected on it, I was like, oh my gosh, they are recognizing the divinity within me. Those characteristics that they describe me as, they're true. That is my truth. And it's not that I wasn't that person in high school. 
is that I didn't feel safe expressing my authenticity in the same way that I did at NYU and with these people. And so it was through sharing my truth and discovering who I really was as a person and what my true core values were that I was able to see what wasn't true. What wasn't true was my major. What wasn't true was my eating disorder. What wasn't true was all of the limiting beliefs that I clutched onto because they were keeping me quote unquote safe. My first semester at NYU, I had the highest of highs and I also had the lowest of lows. And that balance, that contrast, it really created this space for me to heal and grow rapidly. So when I came home from my first semester, it was winter break and I was still in recovery, trugging along, (laughs) doing my thing. And that is when I found ITA. I was at a low point and my mom remembered that one of the doctors in my town switched to ITA energy medicine. And she referred me to her and I went. And that was the beginning of so much rapid growth, so much self-discovery, so much healing. And I had I had, I had an idea. I was going to say I had no idea, but I definitely knew after I left that first alignment that things were going to be different. But I had no idea just how different. So now I get an ITA alignment or two over break. I'm not quite sure. And then I go back to school and spring semester is, it's an absolute mess, okay? Again, I had so many high points, so many fun experiences and adventures. I mean, I was in Manhattan and I was embracing it. But then COVID hit and I was like the first one to kind of freak out when I saw it spreading around other places. I was telling my friends, I said, we are in Manhattan. You think people aren't going to travel here? And I started freaking out about COVID and telling them that we were going to get shut down once it came to the States and all of this. And everyone thought I was absolutely crazy. They're like, what are you talking about? The school isn't going to shut down. But then slowly cases started to arrive in the States And we eventually did get sent home for COVID. And it was because of COVID that I realized that I wanted to take a little bit of time off to figure stuff out. It was that time and reflection that I had, that time of isolation, of clarity, of unfolding my truth. That was the space I was in and I realized, okay, I need to take a semester off. So it started off as a semester off. And then it was a year off. And then it was, okay, I'll go back, but I'll change my major. And then it was, I'm not going to college at all. It's either NYU or nothing. And then a bunch of other things unfolded, but I'm just going to pause there and explain something very critical about how I even got to that place of a gap year. So I was getting ITA alignments throughout the COVID quarantine stuff. And it was wild because after every alignment, I gained more and more clarity about my situation. So there was after one alignment, I was thinking during the alignment actually about how journalism just wasn't for me. And that's what sparked me to take the gap semester. I did not like Zoom University. I also didn't know what classes to take because I didn't know my new major. And so I was like, okay, I have to take a gap semester. And then it was around the time where I'd have to start enrolling again into classes and for the spring. And again, it was after an ITA alignment when I said, yeah, I'm not going back. I'm taking the whole year off. I'm going to give myself this year to figure it out, to truly heal so that I can go back super empowered and ready. 
And then it was after another alignment when I realized, actually, I'm not going back to school. I think this whole system is corrupt. I think that it is stifling my own creativity and my growth. I do not think I need to go back to university in order to do what I feel so called to do. And that at that time was to continue writing. So I did write a book during my gap year. And I'm not sure what I'm going to do with this manuscript, but it was written, it was finished, it was in the process of being edited, and then I decided it needed to be paused. But anyway, so I wrote this book during my gap year. I realized I'm not going back to college, okay? And then it was also after an alignment where I was like, "Mm, that does not feel true to me. I think I should go back and I think I should go back somewhere else. But now I still wanted to be home and I wanted a lot of other things. And I found the Stony Brook University BFA program for creative writing. And I fell head over heels in love with this program. It sounded so cool. People get published after doing this program. I was so excited. So I poured my heart and soul into the application and I did not get in. I got into Stony Brook, but I did not get into the writing program. And it was funny because you'd think I'd be devastated, right? Like, I want to be a writer more than anything. I wrote this book. I spent so much time on this application. It was like, oh my gosh, if you're rejecting me, am I not a good writer? All of these things could have popped up. But when I got that rejection, I was sitting with my boyfriend and I just paused. And I go, oh, wow. Okay, so I guess this program is not for me. And that is such a strong testament to the power of ITA and the power of alignment and healing that ITA gives. Because past Danielle would have freaked out. She would have cried. It would have been a week of mourning this. I mean, old Danielle would have made a big deal out of being rejected. But this new version of Danielle, she, okay, then I guess this wasn't right for me. I guess this wasn't my true path. And my boyfriend was shocked. He was like, you're, you're okay, right? Like, you can cry. Like, it's good. Like, he was shocked that I was so calm about it. And I remained calm. I did not once get upset. And so I was at my computer one day and I was looking And I was like, okay, I already got into Stony Brook. Let me see what other majors I have. And I saw psychology and I got chills and I got a calling to do more research. So I looked into Stony Brook psychology program and I discovered how amazing it is. And I got more chills. And I saw that Stony Brook contributed to a documentary on empaths and that they're more cutting edge in their research than other places when it comes to holistic ways of healing mental illness. And I was like, this is it. I'm meant to go to Stony Brook, not for creative writing, but for psychology. And it was through that discovery that I also found what I feel like is part of my purpose here in this world. And that is to help bridge the gap between science and spirituality. There is so much energy work and soul and nature within science. And somewhere along the way, we have separated the two but really they are one and the same they are just two ways of entering in a problem and trying to find a solution they're two entry points but they are they are so connected and intertwined and i know from my own personal experience that i healed through cognitive behavioral therapy and ita energy medicine i utilized both science and spirituality both western and eastern modalities to fuel my own healing and it was rapid. It was so profound and I know that it works. And so I found that part of my purpose here is to help bridge that gap, to help open people's awareness to the joining of those two. And so that's where I am today. 
I am back at school and I'm an ITA energy medicine practitioner and I'm using both psychology and energy medicine to assist others through this podcast, through my Instagram, through my blog, and my most pride joy at the moment, my ITA clinic practice. It fuels me so much. Every time I leave a client, I feel elated. I feel sparked. I feel on. I feel tapped in, tuned in, all of that stuff. And I just know that this is my true path. I am walking it. I am aligned with it. And yeah, it it may change in the future. It probably will. But I know that I went from having not really any idea where I was going to the absolute chaos and mess of my COVID gap year, thinking I wasn't going back to school or I was going to write a book or blah, 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 to right now feeling so aligned. And so I share this story with you because I know that you too can embody your truth and align with your path exactly the way I did. So now I want to jump into some of the things behind this story and behind my experience that are exact techniques and tools and mindsets and perspectives that you can take right now today to help yourself get on that path. And the first thing I want to talk about is you must focus on the feeling, not the thought, because you know deep down in your internal compass what is right and what is wrong, what you are meant for and when you're limiting yourself and keeping yourself small. You know. And so focus on the feeling that you get from certain experiences and opportunities and follow it. There were so many times I said empowered no's to things that just didn't feel right. But there were great opportunities for my journalism major. There were great opportunities for environmental studies. But during this time of figuring it all out, I would get that opportunity and initially be like, ooh, no. Yeah, that's a, that's a no for me. And then my second thought would be, wait, what do you mean it's a no? This is exactly what you want to do. And I'd be like, no, it's a, it's a no. I'm not sure why, but it's a no. And I trusted it. I didn't second guess it. I wasn't like, oh, I'm being stupid or I'm probably just anxious about it. It's a yes, because that's what I want to be. I want to be a journalist. Nope, it's a no, it's a no. Also, keep your intuition strong by making sure that you don't cut off that connection to your internal compass. So journaling, grounding, meditating, being mindful, giving yourself time to reflect. Those are all things that will keep you connected to your intuition. Because when you are, that is when you're able to receive answers and act on your truth with so much ease and clarity. The next tip is to be fluid like water and open to change. Do not be too stuck in your ways. In the same breath, let go of attachments. Let go of attachments to labels, to goals that no longer serve you, to ideas of how your life should be. And allow things to get messy as they reconfigure. Because they probably will. As you switch paths and as you raise your vibration and align with your truth, The things in your life that aren't of that same vibration, that do not align with your truth, those things will have to remove themselves from your field in order for you to make space for what is meant for you. And during that transition, like I shared during my story, that transition was crazy. During that transition, allow things to be messy. Lean into the mess. Allow it to unfold in the way that is divine for you without judgment. And remind yourself that it's okay if you don't know what the future holds or if you have an idea but you have no clue how you're going to get there. Embrace the not knowing. If you are someone who is still in the midst of figuring it out, you look at your future and you see a blank canvas. It can go in so many beautiful different directions. Then I want you to rejoice. 
because you get to go through the thrilling, juicy, awe-inspiring process of discovering your purpose and your passion and your gift back for the gift of life. That discovery is so fun and you get to go through that. Celebrate that. And when you're on this process and things get messy and things get weird, allow it. Allow it with non-judgment because hindsight is 2020. And when you experience these synchronicities and coincidences that you will when you're aligning on your path, you will be shocked at the strangeness of it all. And you will be reminded that there is so much power behind your thoughts and your beliefs and your images and your goals. And also there is a divine hand assisting you through this co-creation process. You are not alone. There is divinity at place. So ask the universe for support and guidance. Totally, you are not alone. Totally ask for help. If you're feeling lost, get into a little meditation. Say, universe, higher self, God, source, whatever word feels good for you. Say, I'm feeling a little lost. Help me gain clarity. Done. And it shall happen. You shall be assisted. And also ask your loved ones for support and guidance. I leaned so heavily on my boyfriend and my mom through that time of intense change and growth. I am so appreciative for all of the love and support they gave me. And I know I would have been able to do it on my own, but it was so comforting to be able to have those two people with me through it. But I caution you to allow your loved ones to support you, but without relying on their support to fuel you. You must embrace your path or the discovery of your path on your own. Even if you're the only person in the entire world who understands it, you should still pursue it. And then the last thing I want to say, my last advice for how to embrace your truth and embody your path is to shut out the noise. Other people's perception of you are not your responsibility. It is a reflection of their reality, not yours. And the people who get triggered the most by you stepping into your greatness and following your truth are reacting so much because that is exactly what they have been denying and suppressing within themselves. And through witnessing, you have so much bravery. It triggers them, but it also has the power to inspire them to grow alongside you. You standing in your truth sets a ripple effect of inspiring other people to stand in their divine nature as well. So by fueling your own purpose, you are actually assisting the entire world in finding theirs. How magical is that? And so go against the grain. If people don't understand you, let them not understand you and keep pushing forward. Don't let them slow you down. Don't let their perceptions of you affect your truth because you know you've tapped into your intuition. You have your internal compass pointing in the right direction. You follow it because other people will start to realize their truth and follow it as well. And what a beautiful world we will be in when we all support one another down our own paths of authenticity and greatness. That is a world that I'm fueling and that is a world that I know is possible even within our lifetimes. And so follow the breadcrumbs of your passion. Follow it. Even if it feels weird, even if it gets messy, even if it gets emotional, follow it. Because I would not be standing where I am today feeling so fueled, feeling so aligned, feeling so excited by the work I get the opportunity to do without going through those hard times and without feeling like I was literally crazy. I was talking to my boyfriend about ITA energy medicine 
feeling like he was going to think I was cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Like, no joke. I was sweating. And he embraced it. He said, I don't fully understand what all of this means yet, but I believe in you. And I believe that you are going to help people the way that you say you want to. Oh, so comforting. So beautiful. Now do that for yourself. If you're feeling unsure and if you're feeling that lack of confidence, be that support for yourself. Say, self, I'm not quite sure where I'm going yet, but I believe in myself and I believe that I'm going to get there and that when I do, I'm going to have immense impact on this world and it's going to be epic. Okay, my beautiful friend, that concludes today's episode of the Stars Are Calling You podcast. I am so grateful that I felt inspired to share this story because I actually haven't looked back on that year much and through sharing that story, I feel like I've healed from it as well. And so thank you for allowing me the space and the time to share this with you. And I hope that you feel inspired to go down your own path of divinity and purpose. And I'm rooting for you and I'm so proud of you. Okay, I'm sending as much light and love as I possibly can through the mic and I will talk to you soon.